0: Stephanie J. ladies welcome to another episode of getting made with stephanie J. getting J. getting J. getting made is getting your mind right getting your attitude getting a dream or drive in your life and getting your energy up through exercise and healthy eating and that's all the things that we talk about here and all the things that i really encourage women to really live the life they really want to live well today i'm a little bit under the weather um so i'm resting my body but i wanted to bring you a super special um podcast as i try to do every week and i have so i've selected one of my interviews I did this summer with a young lady named Lindsay Morrison. Lindsay Morrison fits all of that criteria of being made. And she's a super dynamic young lady um, who has accomplished more in her 30 years, I think she's just 30 um, of life than many of us in our, you know, 50 or so years. So I just want her to encourage you to build you up and to, you know, kind of bring some light into your life. I wanted to do a solo episode, but my lungs are not permitting me to do that this week. Um, So this is an excellent episode. Lindsay has some amazing things to say, and she um, hopefully will inspire you to build the life and dream that you want to have. And also remember to share this um, with anyone that you think may be encouraged by it. That's why I'm out here doing this, guys. Um, I'm out here doing this because I really want women to live the life that they've always wanted to live and not be you know, frustrated and their lives being hidden and away from the life that they want to have, covered by the shame and challenges that face them prior to the point that they're at right now. So Lindsay's has had some challenges in her life, and I love how she's moved past them. And that's where I'm bringing her to you. So with no further ado, I bring you Lindsay Morrison. Please share this and make sure that if you're on Apple, go on there and comment and give us a five-star rating so this can get out to so many women across the world. You guys continue to be blessed and continue to reach for your sweetest life. Here's Lindsay. Dedicated their life to a cause and helps other people by fundraising to meet their causes and their, and their goals. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but that's why I call her <laughs> Philanthropist, because not many people dedicate their time and their life to helping other people. So, she, she, she's on, <laughs> I can't even get started. She is our local HDS, and can you tell them what that is?
1: Yes, Huntington's Disease Society of America. I'm on the local chapter of that, in, that national organization and how Ford big member. is that
0: national organization for you?
1: Uh I mean so HDSA stands for Huntington's disease Society of America so um, Huntington's disease affects one in ten thousand people so I mean we're we're across the country I can't I don't really I think we have a total of 38 chapters and affiliates across the country oh. so one in almost every state uh, for being kind of a lesser-known disease that's pretty great so um, our chapters are one of the bigger chapters we do a good amount of fundraising but um, all things considered you know it is a lesser-known disease but you know we do help a lot of people kind of in the tri-state area. I don't area. think
0: I really found out about it until you started talking about it so much. Yeah. And I think we're going to go later. Yeah, on. So we'll the get questions. there.
1: let finish the intro. We'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> so I am
0: not even through it yet. So, and she attends the camp every year, which she just came back from. Yes. Not so yes. Long ago.
1: So that, that camp is put on by the HDO, which is the Huntington's Disease Youth Organization, which is actually an international global organization oh, separately. Glad. I'm also on their board and um, that's why I'm going to Vienna next week. I'm going to go with that or on two Wait, weeks. Where are you going? Next? Vienna, Austria, not like Vienna, Ohio, not Vienna. <laughs> Kentucky Vienna Austria for, right, for is an crazy. HD conference. Penny thinks it's crazy. I think it's crazy. So I'm on two boards. Yes. yes. An international board and a uh, local board.
0: Oh my gosh. So that's just the start of it. She's um, the owner of this beautiful boutique which I'm going to take the phone off and take you on a tour of um, in a little bit. She has her own And You've been three years. Three years. Just She's, over three
1: years. Go lay down Penny. She,
0: <laughs> she retired from nursing and that's where I met Lindsay was yes. nursing at 28. Yes. Which, Totally blew my mind when she posted that she was retiring. And that's how I ended up getting back in touch with her. Yeah. Because she was retiring. I wanted to know what she was doing because I'm that kind of girl. I'm like, all right, what are you doing? So you can retire at 28 because I'm almost 50 and I'm not <laughs> retired. Um, and she's re- reinvented herself multiple times she reinvented herself with her career she has lost over a hundred pounds and she is very open about that journey mm-hmm. um you can follow her on instagram and find out more we'll talk a little bit about it but she's very open about that journey but she she has worked her patukas off mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and she's so recently you ran two and a half two half marathons but how many have you done totally
1: uh i've done well, that will be my fourteenth half marathon, not including training runs because I've run four full marathons. I'm training for my fifth. I'm doing the Chicago marathon, um, the first weekend of October. So Did you see why I brought her on? You see, I mean, we haven't
0: even gotten through the intro yet. And she's all I'm already like, okay, like wait a minute, there can't be anything else. But I can tell you I met Lindsay um, and she probably you know one thing I have to that I notice in life is you never know who's watching you. And your character shines through when you least expect it. And Lindsay didn't know, like, I didn't know Lindsay from Adam. I was in a nurse practitioner school, and I was doing my clinicals in the yes. ICU, and Lindsay was a nurse there. But something about her, she was always, like, very organized. She always seemed very focused, and she was always talking about, like, the future. And she was so she was making plans at that time to go either to see an RNA school, which is um, nurse anesthetist. Yeah. or physician's assistant school and she was talking about it and I would see her all the time in there she had this organizer I think (laughs) that really caught my eye she had this organizer that was like this thick had pictures on the front it was like all organized and perfect I was like when I grow up I want to be her (laughs) next thing you know my whole unit
1: had these planners like everyone had a planner oh yeah she
0: was the coolest and so (laughs) I I didn't know how old she was then like she was like so mature like I couldn't even tell like anything so we didn't like see each other again
1: a couple of years, For probably. Couple years. Like, yeah, once we're done with clinicals.
0: And- yeah, I went back to like life, and I never became a nurse practitioner because I didn't want
1: to work that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to
0: enjoy my you
1: life. <laughs> reinvent yourself. That's why we're here.
0: So I reinvented myself again. Yes. So yeah, we met up several years later, and what Lindsay had started this boutique and Lindsay had was retiring from nursing <laughs> and I when I found that she retired, I was like, well I gotta do what she's doing because she's retired. Like it's gotta work for her. It didn't quite work for me. It just wasn't for me. But what one thing I learned that I was super excited about with it was like I loved the interaction with the women. So that's what brought me to this. And oh yeah, I do have to do one quick shout out. Oh you got shirts my shirts. Oh, I'm gonna show you the front. Like, yeah. And show the back. Follow me. Um, This came from Boss Boss Chic Crate, Leisha at Boss Chic Crate, and I'm going to actually, she's going to probably be on in October, she's going to talk about she was homeless, and started a business while she was homeless. Wow, Penny's impressed, too. So, super cool. Penny is totally impressed. So, I just had to show off my shirt. That's awesome. Anyway, but, so, back to (laughs) to us. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so. When I did, when I joined LuLaRoe, one of the things I loved, that's the thing I loved that was meeting the women and interacting with them and talking with them and hearing their stories. Like I really, that's, I really learned so much about women and I saw that need there Mm -hmm. for like an outlet. So that's why we're here now,
1: right?
0: I love it. So, so, but Lindsay has turned this into something crazy. We'll go, we'll see that later. (laughs) Um, so you've always I and mean, we were just talking before because we were talking about like all the things she's done and what led up to it and how she's always been athletic and always been doing stuff had other businesses it seems like you've always been driven what makes you different from other how old are you anyway
1: so i'm 30 now oh. I, I turned 30 last october so i'll be 31 in a, in a few months um but i feel like so you know it kind of ties back to the whole um part of the philanthropy part so my dad had huntington's disease he passed away uh three and a half years ago my mom has multiple sclerosis they were divorced i was their only child so you know they both remarried amazing people and i'm super 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 thankful i have the best parents ever without them i would have never been able to you know who knows if i would have even graduated high school to be honest because wow. i would have been the only one taking care of both my parents so you know growing up i feel like um you know everybody always said you know you're so mature for your age like you you know but because I kind of had to be like, I feel like I've kind of told everybody, you know, I feel like I've been an adult since I was five years old. I, I washed my laundry. I packed my, I did really well in school. I packed my lunch every day. Like, like I kind of took care of myself and I kind of took care of everybody else around me. So it kind of forced you to, forces you wow. to grow up fast. And so, I felt like, you know, I I had opportunities out there and I had a really supportive family and my, my grandma was always great about making sure I got to go do things and see things and that I was going to go to college and I was going to, any opportunity that presented itself, she wanted to make sure I was able to do. So, you know, things weren't easy. We didn't grow up with a lot, but I always had had what I needed. And... And I just thought that, you know, I saw that there was so much out there to do and I never wanted to miss any of it. So that's wow. kinda like Wow Yeah. Wow. Oh we my didn't God. really like take we didn't get family vacations, we didn't get to do a whole lot. My parents both stopped working the year. I was in eighth grade. So they both went on disability and and weren't working, my dad was in his 40s, my mom was in his, her late 30s, and I was just like, I don't want that. You know, I wa- there's so much to life that they're missing out on, I never wanna miss out on anything. So, and
0: so So, so, so many people don't do that. Like, so many people would take that same story, am I right, we probably know people like this, and turn it completely around, and then they're the victim, and they can't do anything because their mom wasn't around, their dad wasn't around, their mom was sick, their dad, you know, mm-hmm. they. but you didn't, like, you totally didn't. Yeah. And speaking of your dad, the Huntington's disease. Yes. Like, you, I mean, have taken on such a role. Yeah. And I was just thinking today, actually, when I was sitting, like right before he came, and I was just kind of thinking, cause my mom has a, a neurologic disorder, and it's degenerative, and it's there's no treatment for it. And I was actually in my kitchen, which <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I'll be like Lindsay. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> will, will um,
1: I be a big part of like fundraising and stuff? I'm like, I don't feel like uh, I. Will small fish, but I just know that like, there's so much more out there and so much more awareness and stuff like that for this dog loves her. There's so much more awareness for all of these diseases with social media and the internet. And I'm just like, what are, what are the, the strengths that I have? Like, what can I use to, to have a voice? Cause I went to my very first Huntington's disease convention when I was a freshman in high school and I was one of like 10 young people in the room. Like, and I was like, there's nothing here for us. So that kind of group and I, we kind of were the beginnings of what's now the National Youth Alliance, which is an umbrella of the HDSA, the national thing, where they recognize there's a need for stuff for young people, because young people are the caregivers. They care for their parents, they're the ones at home while their other parent is working, and helping to take care of their affected parent or affected sibling, and they worry about genetic testing and all of those things, and just being a teenager, being a kid, and, and so there's just so much more than that. So it's a huge, it's become a huge part of the HDSA now. But it didn't exist when I was younger. So, um, just having those spor- forms of support in wow. the HDO, I've got friends that were part of that movement, and it became international. It's a whole, it's a whole youth organization for young people by young people um, wow. to help globally. You know, we're all in this fight together. So it's it's just beca- it's become a bigger thing. I don't think I I had so much to do with it, but what I can do is serve on the board. You know, help fundraise, help help bring awareness, help run the social media. And eventually. Penny is I have lotion to on town. my legs, so my dog is licking my legs right now. Penny, um, you're ruining our moment. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I just help to just want to wow. be involved as much as I can just because, you know, that platform is there. Social media is out there. And totally
0: in your heart. Like, that's something yeah. I feel like that's totally in your heart. Yep. And, I mean, I, did your was your dad like, like were, your, were your parents like that? Were they like that driven in no, doing things? No, no. Because like... You know,
1: you have so much in you. Yeah, I feel like I just—I was like born with, you know, an Energizer bunny amount of energy. I feel like you. I feel like we (laughs) both never stop, and I feel like I needed to use that. I I don't do well just sitting still. And I thought, you know, and I went into nursing because I grew up taking care of everybody. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. So use all this energy. I'm taking care of everybody. I, I know how to, you know. Change a bed, change a diaper, and you know, <laughs> put somebody on a bedpan, and clean a wound, and give meds, <laughs> and, and all of this yes, kind of does. stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I just thought that it was uh, what I was supposed to do, and and you know, they weren't like that. They stopped working. My mom kind of shut down and has kind of like not left the house in a lot of years. Just kind of used mm-hmm. her illness to not to her advantage. I don't want to say advantage, but you know. I'm sick. I can't do this. I'm sick. I can't You're do like that. like, living so much life. And and like. I yeah, I don't want to. And I wanted to be the opposite of that. You know, we. My mom and I now at this. You know, at this point, we don't have a great relationship, but she's always my mom. And and so. Um, you know, I, I use that, and I think about her and kind of the way she views the world, and that's not how I, how I want to view it. So, you know, that's one of those things that's a choice. That That is a choice yeah. that you have. You don't have a lot of choices and a lot of things, oh. but you do have some choices. What like oh, is my uh, dog doing with your stuff?
0: Oh, he's over here playing with <laughs> playing my water, with water bottle.
1: bottle. Sorry about that. It's okay, <laughs> part
0: of the family. So, yes. If there were kids here, it, but this is the kid. Exactly. Kiddie. This is the kid. <laughs> that is such a great story. Like, that just really, I don't know, that just touches my heart. Like, I don't... You know, it's, I, like I said, I hear so many people use excuses every day. Mm-hmm. I hear it all the time, and I yep. think that's one of the reasons I started this platform is because I kept hearing people use excuses on what they couldn't do, why they couldn't do it, and then I see people like you who didn't start off with like all the advantages of no. life, but you just made—I mean, life work for you. Yeah, it's so cool. So let's move on to. Kay the way oh, oh. no,
1: no, no. because
0: I think well a lot of people want to hear about that yes. and like how you're retired yes but so you I'll let you tell about your journey okay. because I know some of it but yes. I don't know all of it so
1: I've always been I'd always been Let's a heavier no girl um my my whole family my dad's side they're all heavier people I grew up everything involved food you know every celebration every loss every everything involved food and I think that's the same for a lot of people um, I use I did, you know, I didn't have a lot of great coping skills, and so food kind of was my outlet, you know. Uh, I think drugs, uh, sugar is a drug, and uh, it lights up that part of your brain, and, and I, you know, to this day still consider myself a binge eater, and, you know, if I am not really careful, I can head down that path. So, I had gotten up to about 245 pounds, and oh, right, yes. Penny, Penny's <laughs> like, yes, you did, yes. Mom, um, and I was like. I was a nurse in the operating room doing open heart surgery and I'm looking at my patient on the table wow. in their early 40s and I'm going that is what's going to happen to me if I don't change my life right now like like I don't know why that that patient specifically resonated with me but I remember there was a day I was like I can't do this anymore so I had done a half marathon just kind of walked it like I completed it I was I grew up playing softball I grew up as a cheerleader I grew up in the marching band I've played basketball I've kind of dabbled in all the things and I was always fairly athletic growing up um you know playing football in the front yard with all the boys you know being being crushing them <laughs> yes. uh, with all my neighbor boys but uh in my neighborhood but I, I was like, I got to do something. So I decided I was going to start running again and kind of take care of myself. And um, I was going to, I'm going to text Kyle. and get. Kyle to come and get We're going to get dad downstairs. to come get the, the yeah. child. Yes. Because <laughs> the child yes, is being dad. <laughs> well, I'm
0: sorry that yeah. you don't like our conversation. Oh, oh God.
1: I don't think Penny's happy with me okay right now. so okay. so I had always been an athlete but I was like really heavy and I was like I gotta get control of this I mean I was I would go to work I would leave work I was a, I was an OR nurse it was a Monday through Friday 7 to 3 30 kind of girl so I would leave work I would go to Wendy's and I would get like a 10 piece nugget meal with a large Diet Coke and I would down it before I would get home I would hide the trash oh, wow. and I would um, I would go get the mail, act like I never ate it, then go inside and eat dinner as if I would not done anything. Wow. I mean, it was really so like, was totally I was hiding food, I would literally have to like put my purse in the trunk of my car so I didn't have my money to go through a drive through and get food. Like I, I thought about what my next meal was all day every day was the next time I was going to eat. Like I that's all I consumed my thoughts. Wow. And so I was like I got to do something about this. So I kinda got like I worked with several different trainers like the like the bro trainers like drinking two protein shakes and carrying around <laughs> gallons of water and prepped like four ounces of chicken that was cold that I cooked up, you know, just craziness, like not sustainable at all. But I mean, I lost some weight. I kind of got right around 200 when we got married. I was excited. Um, I saw like 290, like 199 for like a hot second. I was like, yes, I've made it. And we got married I kind of sat around the 200, 220 mark. I'm only five foot four, so I'll just kind of put that out there. And then my dad died and you know when my dad was sick for 20 over 20 years and it was one of those things he's in a nursing home for a really long time and i knew he was he was struggling he was suffering and you know it's one of those things where you never want it to happen but when it does you know i'm ready for that i've been ready for it for years i know it'll be better for him but when it actually happened it was not it wasn't i didn't react how i think i thought i would prepare myself to react you know knowing he was sick for that long uh i've uh-huh. really got depressed. I I had a hard time getting off the couch. I didn't go to work for three weeks. I mean, I was just beside myself. I just didn't know. I was just numb. I just didn't know what to do. And next thing I know within six months of that, I was 274 pounds. I, I gained like 60, 70 pounds after he passed away. And I knew how hard it was the first time. And then kind of once I realized like Oh my God! What what have I done to myself? I my knees hurt. I felt terrible. I was short of breath. I was just like I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start at this point. Um, the first time's always hard. I think the second time around in that journey is even harder. Like when you know how hard how much work it was the first time, and then you've completely derailed. It's even harder with further to go. So I. Had a couple friends that had pursued weight loss surgery, and I was that person that judged. <laughs> I judged, I'm not always been perfect, oh, wow. and I judged people so hard. I said, oh, that must be the easy way out. That must be nice to just have surgery, and just didn't be the easy way out. I didn't know, so I had friends that, that pursued uh, weight loss surgery. They had great success, they looked amazing, they felt wonderful, and so I started asking them questions, and if it weren't for those people who told me what this is really like what life on the other side of weight loss surgery really looks like I would have not I would have had no idea so uh, so I had the gastric sleeve surgery in January 2016 and I've lost 135 pounds in that process but to stop there
0: you yeah. didn't just
1: I didn't just have surgery and no, just have surgery
0: no. what have you done so
1: six weeks post-op I got cleared to work out so from that day I said I'm gonna use this tool that I have and I'm gonna do everything I can so for example, with, with any kind of weight loss surgery, you're not supposed to have anything carbonated, so I can't have a Diet Coke so ever that, you again. You know that's
0: how I started drinking... Um uh, sparkling water yeah. was at your house when yeah. I came
1: here and it was in your
0: refrigerator. The
1: LaCroix? And could, yeah, the LaCroix. <laughs> Sorry, because I can't have it. You couldn't have it. Can't anyway. have it. I can't eat and drink within 30 minutes of each other for the rest of my life. I can't. I have to think about where, like how much protein I've eaten and protein is my most important thing because my stomach's only so big and, and protein, you know, is your building blocks of everything. So protein and water are my most important goals of every day, even over you know, two and a half years out now. So so, six weeks starting out post op, um, I had signed up for an Orange Theory. Uh, they were doing pre sales. They weren't even open yet. It was like I was having surgery in January and I saw them setting up like November, December, by, right by Target, my favorite place. <laughs> I know. And I was <laughs> like, I should check this out. I had done CrossFit and. When, I, when my dad died the last week of the CrossFit Open I had done I had joined CrossFit in December right before we got married I had a Groupon and I was like I want to try this CrossFit thing and I loved it I loved lifting heavy weights like I loved the gym environment it seemed like a real community and the last week the CrossFit opened, my dad died on Tuesday, and I decided that year, I was gonna. I was like, if I'm doing it, and you'll know this about me, if I do anything, I don't have to do it. Yeah, if I, 100%. if I'm, why run a 5K when I can run a marathon? Why do this when I can do that? Like, I, that's, it's you kind guys of. You see why I love her? Like, <laughs> it's almost I'm telling you. It's like, almost to a fault, She's, though. like,
0: young, and she's, like, all right. well,
1: but. <laughs> it's not always the best true. way to go, but that's like kind of so how driven. I am. I'm all or nothing, is basically what I'm saying, so. I went to CrossFit. I finished the, the last CrossFit Open workout. I didn't even know. Sometimes they have, would have to show me the moves that we were doing for the workout before because I hadn't even learned them yet. And so I finished the Open workout. It was like the toughest workout. And ever, like two people at the gym knew that my dad had died that week, but not everybody. And I finished the workout and I just laid on the floor and cried and everybody's like, you did it, you're done, you you, you did the workout. And I was like, no. like." Like it's I am I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done, and uh, that was the last day I walked into the gym, and I didn't walk into the gym for a, a, almost exactly a year to the date. Like March was my six weeks post op in March, so it was almost a year to the date that it, between workouts, like the time I had worked out. So I reached out to someone at the gym, and I was like, Hey, I've gone through this stuff. I gained a bunch of weight. I just
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this interview with Lindsay Morrison. What a dynamic and amazing young lady. She motivates me so much to keep pushing past my comfort zone. She doesn't even know. Um, I probably will be interviewing her again because since this talk, as I told you before, her life has changed exponentially and it's been less than a year. So I can't wait to bring her to you again. But thank you so much for catching this interview with her. You can follow her on At Training Lindsay or you can follow her at her shop, her new shop, um, the Sisu Shop, S-I-S-U Shop on Instagram. And you can follow her on Facebook at the Sisu Shop um, at the Facebook page she has there and join that to follow her store. And if you want to, if you're in the Ohio area, you can head over to Hamilton, Ohio to the Orange Theory over there where she's teaching classes now. And you can catch her at being trained by her, by training Lindsay. Um, So what a wonderful young lady. So much dynamic information. If you want to see this full interview, please head over to YouTube. You can catch it on my YouTube channel, The Sweet Life of Stephanie J., and see the full um, interview such a great interview. And it's like video, you can see her old boutique and hopefully we'll get back over and see her new one. So you guys, if you really like this, please give it a five star rating. I would love that. Um, I want to bring you more like this. So I just want to get the, the word out there and make this available to so many women to get this information, motivation and inspiration. Um, and if you want to make sure you get these, make sure you subscribe, hit that subscribe button. So make sure you know when the podcast is coming out again. And as always, keep reaching for your sweetest life. Have a a great day. Catch you on the next podcast.